welcome to Free Speed. On this 10 minute show, I will ask elite rowers and coaches three important questions. What's the most important part of the stroke? What's your favorite drill? And what wins races? Today, I'm talking with one of the ultimate elite rowers, Eric Murray. Eric, oh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. <laughs> G'day, Brooke. Hey, uh, yeah, uh, obviously, a bit of history. Um, I rode for the better part of 20 years um, down here in New Zealand, started at school, went through all the programs, uh, went to four Olympics, won two gold medals, um, probably, obviously, most famous for the Kiwi Kia, uh, Hamish Bond and myself, uh, 71 races, never lost. Um, so yeah, it's probably, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's, that's a claim to fame. Um, but yeah, ever avid rowing fan. Um, I now do a lot of stuff in the indoor rowing community uh, with the company Sensei Concept 2 um, and also on World Rowing Indoor Commission. So I've sort of transferred the skill set from uh, the flat water uh, now to the indoor rowing, which is a, a very, very big growing community uh, in the world of rowing. You had an outstanding career in rowing. Yep. I feel like in this conversation, I'm going to be learning everything here. Like <laughs> I'm just going to just take it all in, take notes and hope that I can, you know, learn a, two or, a thing or two mm. about rowing in a pair or in yeah. general. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you, if we want to just kick into it, um, I, I guess, one of the, your question about like, what is the most important part of the stroke? Um, it's when you're not doing anything, okay? Um, I, I truly believe, and it took us a long time to realize that there's, there's a great terminology that we started to come to terms with, and it was called um, uh, technical proficiency, right? Because we needed to be so proficient at what we were doing. It needed to be so good all the time. But I think one thing that a lot of people don't do and they don't focus on enough is protecting the speed of the boat. Um, we, we work our ass off, we, we train hard, everybody's fit. Um, and, and it is a sport where you get down to that technique and it's the elements of technique and it's the ability to, to create a stroke through various ways and everybody does it in, in so many different fashions. But it's when you're protecting the speed of the boat, it's when you're not in the water, when you're, when you're riding and gliding that, that boat forward. Um, I've truly believed that that is the part of the stroke that we need to be focusing on the most. Um, and it's about the ability to be, to be patient with the stroke, to feel the boat speed, to be able to come into the catch with, with not slowing down, um, to pick up the speed of the boat really smoothly. And it just takes time. It takes time and effort and practice and failure to learn and understand because the only way for you to be able to, I guess, to get that feeling is to just try it, screw it up, try again, do it in little batches, get it for longer batches, get it at, at, at low rate, get it at high rate. Um, but it is really, you see a lot of the crews around the world, some that go really fast and, and they just look so smooth, you know, and, and, I, and I really feel that that is because the application of where you're putting your power versus your recovery and the ability to be smooth around the turns um, is really the key to the success and the speed that we were able to gain was because we 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 didn't and there's there's so many videos online you can see them of like Hamish and he's just not even touching his body with his handle 
you know, but yet we get taught to rip this handle into the body. And it's like, why? Because you're not creating any speed. You've got to start breaking it down in terms of biomechanics and the force curve and everything else. And the force curve, you're right down the end of here. And it's like, we'll use more energy to pull the handle in. What are you doing to the boat speed? Nothing. Why are you doing it? Don't know. Because we were told to. Because you were told to pull harder. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that there has been a big shift. I'd like to say from everything I see online and and everything you talk to people about, I I feel like in the last better part of nearly a decade, uh, there has been a shift in terms of the way that, that I guess the rowing stroke used to happen, which was off the back really fast, slow down into the front, to being a lot more patient and feeling that speed of the boat around the finish and then gliding into the front and using that speed and momentum of, of, your, of your shell to get into that front position. Um, and I think that we we did a lot with that. Um, I think Drew Jin and, and a lot of the Australians did a lot with that. Um, and, and that sort of pushed everybody from being in those those historical, traditional, really quick off the back, you know, break those knees quickly and then let the, let the boat run to being more scientific about, you know, as soon as we got accelerometers and force curves and everything else on the boat, people started to realize, oh, shit, we've been doing this wrong. We might not be wrong, but there's a different way to do it, right? There's so many different yeah. ways we can do it. And it's just finding what works for you and the people and, and whatever. And and it, and I've always used the example that why the hell can lightweights go as fast as heavyweights, right? And and you, you put you put lightweights out and and for a, for a five hundred thousand meters, but even two k, right? And you put them in a in a straight four, they go just as fast as heavyweights. And you're like, okay, how can guys that are thirty or you know sixty pounds less than on average per person than these guys go just as fast, right? And it's because they're protecting the speed of the boat. Yeah, and I think, and I think when you when you use that when you use that example, that's where you can start to see. Yeah, there, obviously you get into a single scale or even to a pair, it starts to get a little bit different. But some of these other boat classes, it's like lightweight double versus men's heavyweight double, not that far off. Um, same with the woman, you know, it's like shit, they're pretty quick. Um, and and I think it really does show the 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 ability to be efficient in the boat in, in the boat as being the crucial and the key part to be able to make things go fast. So this is something that you've learned across your entire rowing career. How long do you, what do you say it took for you to actually start to feel the boat and feel oh. the impact you are making on, in the boat? It's a hard one to describe because in New Zealand, when I came into the program, we would traditionally just work hard, you know, like push hard, haul it in, you know, just, and we, yeah. we used to just use every ounce of energy we could to try and make this boat go fast. Um, and then it was just how it was because we had big, strong people that had come, you know, Rob Waddell, Everson Dells, you know, it was just like they muscled the shit out of it. And it was like, that's how you got to make it go. And, and it's like big and strong and powerful to make it go really well. Um, and it wasn't until, I guess, Chris Nielsen, who he was coaching um, with Mike Tady uh, pre-2004, um, you know, we, he came into our program and he's like, you guys are working way too hard. Like, you're using too much energy. You, you know, you've got to slow it down. Just calm down. I remember him just stopping us one road saying, just calm down. Just, just take it easier. Um, and we, we started to get this, this notion that less is more. You know, you don't have to be trying to work it hard all the time. You can do a little bit less and you can get more bang for your buck. Um, and so it was really around that time in our four where we were coming in sort of two, two, six, two, seven 
you know, and then obviously we won the world championships in the, in the straight four in 2007. And it really came down to that fact is it's like, learn what the boat's doing underneath you, you know, take a stroke, be smooth on the way forward, be try and pick it up again and, and see what it does to your run. And then once you get up to, to rate, don't try and make the boat go any faster. Just protect it, tap it along. You know, it's no different okay. than being on a rowing, on a row machine, right? You, you use that power to get it up to speed and then you just tap. All you're trying to do is just tap that wheel along, just tap it along. So the power doesn't need to be like exponentially like created every stroke. You just want to be like, right, I've used the energy, got, got the boat to speed, and now the ability is just to tap it along, just to pick that speed again. Just keep that speed moving. Don't let it slow down. Pick it up again. And I think that that's one of the things, and it's obviously a hard thing to do because you're still using energy because you're moving quick and, and everything else. But if you're, if you're trying to make the boat go every time, you're just using way too much energy. And everybody in the race, when you sit up on a start line, everybody's got the same cup of energy, right? We, we, we don't, no one has anything better or whatever. You might have a little bit if you're a little bit fitter, but we're all at a level where we're pretty much full-time athletes, you know, training. So everybody's energy expenditure is about the same. And you tip out three quarters of that in the first K of the race. Like, where, where's the rest coming from? It ain't coming from nowhere. You know, and this is the ability to be like, can I just evenly pour this out as we go along the race? You know, or can I use a little bit at the start and then do I need to fade in the middle? Whatever. Um, but it is that ability to just be a consistent level of energy expenditure rather than it being done too hard. And I think that's the key is just consistency through your racing. I'm going to think about this the next time I get in a pair and do a race. The pair is a boat that I have <laughs> had my ups and downs in. Um, and Hardest like boat. Hardest boat by far. Yeah. I'm just like, how do you do it? How, like, how have you gotten to the point you're at? Because um, I've been told to, you know, do less in like in the pair. And then I'm like, okay, well, I do less. And then I feel like I'm paddling and I'm not actually adding anything to the boat speed. So it's just like trying to figure out the balance of doing less, but still adding the right amount of power to the boat. I'm still working yeah. on that. Yeah, the pier, the pier is definitely the heart. Like for, for anybody like coming through, I, I was lucky enough, I learned how to row in a single. And I think everybody should learn at some stage to row in a single. That is probably the number one way of getting an appreciation of, of what boat speed is. And, and if you race into the front and what it does to the stern and, and if you actually leave the boat more than trying to push it, the boat and everything else, you just start to get an understanding of what you do and, and the cause and effect of, of what's happening in the boat. Now, with the pair, for example, because it is so difficult, um, because A, you've got leverage, you know, 1.3 metres or however your boat's set up, more than somebody else. So whoever's in the bow technically is going to pull someone around. Right. So. As, as, a, as, as a bow person, you have to be very, very good with feeling the person in front of you because you can only go as well, and, and I, I say this in the nice possible way, but it's like any boat class. You can only go as, as good as your weakest link. So if you've got someone that's struggling and their technique's pretty bad, your boat's only going to get to their like level, you know, you, because you can't have seven magnificent people in one shit person, you know, like it's just that you'll, you'll all come down the levels and so in the pair you've really got to work with your partner who's who's in the stroke seat and they have to set the rhythm and then you just have to follow it you know whether whether it's a great rhythm or a shit rhythm whatever it doesn't matter because the the idea is if you're not working with them in unison it's not going to work very well right. and the the pair is, is a boat where 
you can't hit the front. You've, you've really got to feel that swing and that movement through the stroke um, because you don't want the stern doing this because at the moment it starts doing this, you're pushing sideways, you're just losing, you're losing force. Now, it is going to go sideways a little bit, but you want it to right. be a smooth, smooth, gradual sort of sideways curve, not like a, oh, stroke got it, bow got it, fuck, where are we going now? Um, and, and, that's, and that's the big key with the, the pair. And that's why traditionally, and you'll see it in every program, if you do pairs racing, you know, the reason they do pairs racing is to find people that can really feel the boat. Um, and so, yeah, and, and, and when I first started in a pair, I was fucking terrible. It was horrible. Um, and it just took years of practice to, to really start to understand the smoothness. And you can't work against your partner. It's you two in unison and really getting that involved. And this is where the technique and the flow and the rhythm comes from is being smooth, letting letting pressures happen, right? Letting that vortex behind the blade just let it out. You know, don't don't hit it into the body, just let it release and then be like, right, oh, and then just flow forward with each other and then just smoothly pick up that speed. And it's just that rhythm of of moving and tapping it along, you know, not trying to overwork the boat. Just work it to the, the whatever you can get it to. And if it if it does feel slow, it doesn't matter. I think that's one of the keys is people be like, oh, you know, but our, our base speed's pretty slow. But you're like, yeah, but can you transfer that through the different ratings as you get up? And that's why we practice right. okay. and that's why we do intervals and, and everything else. It's just that smoothness to get it up to speed. And and as I say, less is more. You know, all we've got to do is try and tap it along. Um, don't try and work every stroke. Is, is really the only way, and it's the fashion that Hamish and I tried to do, was to to really get that boat up to speed and then just tap it along. Don't slow it down. The idea in a race is the people that go well are the people that have limited fade, okay? And the reason that Hamish and I were so well uh, went so well, is, and I've got the data to prove it, we only used to slow down one second between the first and second 500. Then we'd have no slow between the second and third 500, so it was an even split. And then we could go faster going in the last five. So if you can do something like that and try and even, and obviously even splitting a race would be perfect, right? <laughs> but it's probably not going to happen. That would um, be very difficult. Uh, yeah, it is difficult, but it's not impossible. Um, but that's, that should be the main goal because at the end of the day, you can have people that, and you know, we'll use round numbers here, you know, out in an eight, go out and, and whatever, like, or go out in a, in a boat, go 130. Then they slow down to like 137. Then they go to 140, and then they're going to be like, oh, we'll wait till they finish the sprint at home. And you're like, yeah, but why don't you just go 133, 133, 133? You're going to be like four seconds in front. Right. And then doesn't matter what happens at the finish because the race is pretty much over if you're four seconds in front with 500. Right. <laughs> and so that's, that's, a, that's another, like I, I guess, shift in, in thought process around racing about do we really need to be in front? Like, Are we going to burn that much gas at the start? Or could we be a bit more conservative, get into our rhythm, not go through that real pit of despair around about six, 700 metres where we're like, ah, Jesus, we've got so much of the race left to go. You know, and you are a little bit more controlled, you're calm, you've got clarity because having clarity, relaxed face, like all of that sort of stuff, if you've got that going, unless, and when you see people and they're like, after about 500 metres, you're like, oh, they're going to suffer. They're suffering already. It's, it's not a great place to be. Um, yeah, and and that's sort of one of the ways I really feel is is the the most appropriate a way to try and do it. But it goes right back to this this thought process of efficiency, tapping yeah. the speed of the boat. You've got the speed going, just try and maintain it. And and it's such and I know it it sounds as simple as hell, 
but it's very, very difficult. You're, make, you're making it sound so easy. <laughs> I, it I is know, easy. Maybe I know. that's the answer. Maybe it just is easy and everyone else is making it that much harder. Well, I, I, I don't know because, yeah, like we, you know, we, we, we obviously worked hard while we trained and, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, we could get the speed, but every time that we did race pieces or we were trying to like do long distance or even interval training, all our thought process was around efficiency. It was about the less noise you can hear in the boat, the more you can relax on the way forward. You know, you are, you're working, you are running out of yeah. energy, right? Don't, don't get me wrong. We're all doing that, <laughs> yes. but it's like, yeah. but it's all you, all you got to do is go, okay, if, if we can get this much, you know, and, and I know that it's, it's the classical thing that coaches do. It's like, you know, let's get a couple of centimeter or a couple in your case, a couple of inches per stroke better than somebody else. You, you look at the sum of that over 2,000 metres and you're 20, 30 metres, you know, like that's right. that's basically, that that's the gist of it. Um, and so that's really the situation is just trying to find how you feel the efficiency, how you feel the approach to the stroke. And, and it changes over time. And I think that's one good thing about rowing is that in your head, you should be able to visualise as much as possible, verbalise. But then it's getting that feeling. And of course, it's such a hard thing to get because there's so many other parameters. It's like, oh, shit, boat's off level this time. Ain't going to get that feeling this time. Oh, shit, we rushed that one. Not going to get it. And so you get these patches where you're like, oh, that was, yeah. that was better. You know, but identifying and, and being able to identify as you go through to really make that happen. And I think that's probably the key. And that's